Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy the boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome, this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, even Bill the Engineer is here in the studio with us today. Lies. He's here. I heard him. Can, can you start to say my name as one syllable um, versus two? Do you think you could work on that? Because there's, there's Captain Patrick. That's not, no, you. That's two. Yeah, I know, but I want you to start pronouncing it as one because you draw out that first syllable painfully long. Okay. And, my answer derision. is no. And Can moving I, on, Barry the Boater is here. Patrick. Thank you. Happy exactly. uh, Cinco de Mayo to Cinco you. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco yeah. de beer. It's my 29-year anniversary today. Your 29-year anniversary yeah. of... Oh, you got married. married on Cinco de Mayo? Hey, we did. Are you guys from Puebla? Lipa! Yeah, you know, went to did Mexico. You say, did you say Yupa? I think that's Greek. That's Greek. <laughs> I, was, I drank too much tequila. <laughs> He did that so he wouldn't forget his anniversary. Yeah. All right. Well, regardless. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Your wife's not around. Yeah. She knows better. (laughs) And uh, Captain Rusty is with us uh, via uh, FaceTime audio. Apparently at a Cinco de Mayo party. He's wrestling Panthers, I think. I don't know. Yeah. No, I just... Get, getting stuff, uh, getting people out, getting things done. So, you know, that's what we do here at Jacksonville Marine. Well, we make things happen. Yeah, especially on Cinco de Mayo. So they're having all kinds uh, of festivities is. going on and all that kind of good stuff. And and, they, and he's so busy, uh, Rusty has had to hire an assistant. He's the first uh, member of the World of Boating crew that actually has uh, contracted an assistant, I believe. Am I, I have. I, and I have to go do something, so I'll hand you to her now. Okay. Uh <laughs> Hi, this is Heather. How are Heather, you guys? Heather, how are you? So you, you're uh, Captain Rusty's new assistant then. Huh? I am. So I am. Your your goal or plan is to like keep him in line or what? Somebody's got to do it, right? No, her goal is Rusty is old and he will soon pass away and you ah. will take over. Oh, that would be awesome. That's a great idea. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even think about that myself. You I know like what? Heather. Yeah. Well, how did you uh, get this gig, uh, Heather? I mean, what, what happened? Um, actually, I when I lived up in uh, no, Illinois. No, no, hold on. Wait, what? don't tell us. Let me guess. Were you standing on the side of the road? No, holding us? quit no. it. Just stop. That's not appropriate. <laughs> did you answer an ad? Um, no, I did not. Okay. All right. All right, so explain yeah. your story. Did Rusty approach you? Will you guys shut up? Dock, you tell her story. wearing a hat and a camera around his <laughs> no, neck. No, actually, Rusty didn't even know what I looked like. He didn't know who I was. Nothing. I actually put my resume on Indeed. Oh. And yes, yes. And um, then we ended up getting to the point where we did FaceTime with him and Daniel. And um, we talked over some things and everything worked out great where um, first we thought it was going to be part time. And then I was offered full time, and I said, "Yes, I'm going to Florida. Get me out of Illinois." I don't uh, hold care. on, there was at one point in time a chance that you were going to continue to live in Illinois and have a part time job in Florida. 
<laughs> yeah, there came a time. Yeah, sort of. Kind of. Okay. What is, yeah, is she just how much making better up? Florida is. Yes. Is she just making well, up words as I far knew as I was going to have to pick. I knew I was going to have to pick up a second job if I only got a part time job here. True. Okay. But yeah, then I, yeah, Rusty so I, came through. He had. I'm a lot used of, to working three jobs in Illinois. I worked three jobs at one time, so wow. it wasn't a big deal to me. So <laughs> I do have a question, and and this comes sure. from somebody from the the last time I applied, and I want you to understand if Rusty hadn't already told you, I've worked for the same company for a little over 32 years. I started there when I was 18. That was the last time that I applied for a job. So what's it like applying for a job today? Because back then it was basically if you could write your name, you were hired. Hmm. Please explain Um, this to Greg. He really needs the information. Oh, be quiet. (laughs) I don't need a job. Why would I need a job? That's uh, because you're talking about um, FaceTime and all this other stuff, and I'm like, she's just making up words. Well, she said she put her uh, resume out on Indeed. I have no idea what that is. That's one of those websites, right? You guys don't even know if if FaceTime or Indeed is. Don't don't you pretend you you know how to apply for it? Of course. Both of you are going to have a hard time getting another job if you do not know what those things are. Yeah, come on, guys, (laughs) get hip to her jive. What is wrong with you? Chop, chop, liver. (laughs) Now I hate her. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Yeah, but what about boating experience? Did you have any boating experience to help out Rusty? Uh, um, you know, I didn't really in the industry-wise, no. no, I did not. Um, well, he didn't however, when he I, bought a dealership, so I guess it didn't correct. matter, right? And I think that's the best way to actually hire somebody is someone that you can teach your own way that you want them to learn. Um all from scratch because if someone's used to work in a certain way then they're not likely to want to learn a new all right except that you're going to be you're learning from a guy who has absolutely no experience in the industry i just want to point that out don't let him lie to you he knows a lot well he learned it from me me. (laughs) so patrick this is the blind leading the blind no, I it's, think worse so. than that. no uh, it's worse than that. No, it's worse than that. Heather's like a uh, ball of clay that um, you know Rusty is molding into his likeness. She sounds more like a ball of fire. I'll be I'll honest. I like I'm Heather doing a, a lot. lot of everything. I'm doing a lot of office stuff. I'm helping learn everybody else's job so I can help them out so they're not so stressed. It's a coup Heather in the making. Short. That's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to rock and roll. I got this. Oh, yeah. I, well, she, I love her attitude. She she has the right attitude to go get her. Are there and any more slogans you can throw out there? Like uh, 110%? Do and, I yeah. do, but they are not appropriate to throw out. <laughs> She's like wow. the exact opposite of Rusty, so they probably work together you know well. What? Rusty is almost this excited all of the time. <laughs> he's like, hey, guys, what's going on? Wow, cool. Yeah, uh, we have a blast. We, we definitely have some fun around here, and every day is a high five. A high five. Wow. I like it. See? All through the office. Everybody's high five. I'm like, yeah, get it. High All right. Five. Dial, dial it down. Dial there it down. must be a lot of mountain doing like that this. office. We need more of this well, kind of energy. We have Monster. We have Red Bull. We have it all. Come on in. Stop there in. You go. Buy it all. All right. She's well, making me tired. You know, it's <laughs> and frankly, a little angry. <laughs> well, I like it, Heather. I think you're on the right track. And so, uh, God bless you for it. So, so now, well, thank Heather. Thank you so much. Now, here, this is the part of the uh, program where Rusty gives us a little uh, update on what's going on at Jacksonville Marine, and then does his little uh, his little kind of commercial for Jacksonville Marine. So uh, why don't you tell us what's going on up there on uh, Doctor's Lake yeah. in Jacksonville? Except that he sings it, so <laughs> you have to sing it. Oh my! Now that's put me on the spot. I'm not sure I could sing it. I can tell you what's going on right now. Is I just killed a bug while I'm on the phone with you. So again, I'm great at multitasking. Take a breath. Wow. <laughs> Take a breath. La cucaracha. <laughs> Jacksonville Marine. <laughs> Don't they go? 
There's your singing. <laughs> we kill bugs. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> this is Radio Gold. Uh, all oh, right, so Heather. Heather, what yeah. what else is going on at Jacksonville Marine? A busy day, boats rented out. Yes, we have actually tomorrow we are fully rented out, which is great. That's another high five. Getting them all done. No, uh, down low. <laughs> Too slow. Too slow. Yeah. <laughs> So, so they're celebrating in the Cinco de Mayo weekend by renting boats, is what you're saying. Yes, okay. and, yes, and it's a celebration all the time. A lot of tequila. Well, I don't, they don't allow that, do they? If they rent, they can't do that, can they? Yeah, sure. Um, okay. That never happens. As long as the driver is not drinking. Okay, correct. all right. Okay, just just checking. Heather, you driving a boat today? I am not. Didn't think so. A boat today. Um, <laughs> wait, no, no, now so here's a question: has, has Rusty? Got you out on a boat yet, so that you can learn everything there is to know no, about. Did you not hear? Shame on him! Right? You did know, you not hear her? Uh, she said she's killing bugs. <laughs> Come on, Patrick! Full time job at Jacksonville. <laughs> no, it, she doesn't it's, walk around with a PFD on all day, does she? Well, May eighteenth, you should do that. It's where your safety. PFD to, to work day. May okay, wait, 18th. what is a PFD? Oh, no. No, 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 oh no, 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 no. PFD is a personal flotation device, and you, and it's what you wear when you're on a boat, and it's part of oh, boating safety. Like that, yeah. yeah, yeah. Talk English, Bill. Will you? Yeah. What the heck? We got to connect no, with the I, kids. I said PFD. Yes. Okay. So you, but, you but could do that. It's where your PFD to work day mm-hmm. on May 18th. You should definitely do that. It's part of Boating Safety Week. It kicks off Boating Safety Week. It's May 18th. Absolutely true story. Heather, I absolutely would mislead you, but in this case, I'm not. I would have because <laughs> PFD could stand for so many things. Oh, just stop it. Just Most stop I can't it. pronounce on here. But uh, Heather, are you take? Do you get to take the boats out yourself every now and then when uh, when Rusty gives you? She a just day said off? no. She I'm he hasn't actually, had her on the boat. I'm actually in the process of doing the online boat safety course, mm-hmm. um, just so I can learn first before I even touch any of that. Um, just to be on the safe side, learn more, and I'm kind of shadowing everyone else. And in the meantime, listening the lingo. Um, and getting to know what they do, you know, just uh, like this whole piece. I, I say, I say, live life and learn, and then share it with us on the world of boating. And if you knew uh, Greg, you'd know where that's led him to Radio Gold. The high five. Don't <laughs> the, the high five. The high five. Well, exactly. Here, here's the main things you need to know. And this, again, coming from somebody 32 years in the industry, um, the difference between bow, stern, port, starboard, and ask Rusty what dead rise is. It's not when he gets up in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, you totally. And, you know, it's funny. I just learned all this. Okay, so you learned something on the world of boating. Hey, you're welcome, Heather. More coming up on the world of boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. 
a state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons flight training professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department, led by his ex-girlfriend, and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. You have successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I love boats. No, you don't love boats. You love the idea of a boat. Love. Exciting and new. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate. Captain Patrick, Bill the engineer. Barry the boater. We let Heather go because uh, she had things to uh, assist to. Was she tired? To take a breath, yeah. Was she tired? Because I'm exhausted. What do you mean? I thought she was awesome. She is she awesome. A lot of energy. Yeah, that's good. Wow. You, yeah. you need a lot of energy to be Captain Rusty's assistant. Wouldn't you agree? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you don't need that. Well, it sounds like she's learning a lot. I, I think she is. I think she's fantastic. I, I love having her on. She. I think she's learning what not to do in the boating uh, world or industry. I or don't know what that means. Who to avoid. Hey, hey, you guys. stop looking at me. Stop pointing. That's not yeah. even polite. Especially with that finger. You're number one. Stop it. All right. So uh, we have some navigation to do through the latest boating news and information, I believe. Do we not, Bill? We do indeed. And in fact, we have some really great stuff. Uh, So uh, let's start with this. Um, There is a guy, and I don't know why people do this, why they think this is a thing which should be done, could be done, would be done. There's a gentleman in Loch Inver. Loch Inver, near in the Scottish uh, Highlands, in in the well near-ish. I mean, Scotland's not very big, right? So, um, in the Scottish Highlands. Mm-hmm. By the way, if it's not Scottish, it's crap. Uh, and this get guy, in my belly. He he made his um. He made his um. He made himself a boat to row across the Atlantic Ocean. Okay. He built a wooden boat to row across the Atlantic Ocean, and I. 
I don't know why he spent three years building the boat. Mm. I, I don't know why he did it. I don't know. But here's the other thing about it is that it says that although he's Scottish, he's taking the boat home. So he's not going to row the boat to New York. He's going to row the boat from New York. And you know why? Gulfstream. Exactly. It's easier. Cheater! It's easier, easier and it's faster. Um, you know who's responsible for uh, the first recorded uh, notations about the Gulfstream? Magellan. No. Springsteen. Cortez. No. Ben Franklin. Hmm. Ben Franklin. The guy who makes the paint? That guy. (laughs) That guy. (laughs) The guy with the planners. Um, Anyway, so this guy, Duncan Hutchinson, from Loch Inver in the Highlands, he spent his work and life at the sea, including most recently, an offshore oil industry. He's going to get French in a hurry. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait. But he spent three years building the boat. He's going to set up from May... Uh, he's going to set up from New York sometime later this month, maybe as early as the 19th. And, and I just don't get it. I, I understand people doing things, and I understand having things to do. He says it's going to take him between 90 and 100 days to row back to Loch Inver. And did you see what he said the biggest challenge will be? That's Singing the very that end of the song article. over and over again. Michael, the row the boat ashore. No, the loneliness. Oh, no, no. Row, row, row your boat. The uh, loneliness. Can we get Heather back? <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, Bill? The loneliness. That, is that a song? That's going to be the biggest challenge. The biggest challenge is going to oh. be he's going to be alone. It's, oh, it's okay. not going to so be. You know he should have done. He should have brought somebody. <laughs> How hard would it have been well, to put an extra three feet in this damn boat? That's why he's starting New York. He's going to go up there, uh, find, find someone, walk the streets, and hey, baby. Want to go for on a boat trip? I'm, a, I'm interested in someone to accompany me on a cruise. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. Well, hey, it'll be casual. Are you yeah. interested, Lassie? Yeah. We're going to be taking a boat back home to Scotland. You want to come with me? Hmm. Small vessel. Could work. Could work. But, Bill, I think you bring up a, a valid point, which is really, I mean, why do it? I mean, I know people have done it. Uh, of course, you know, first people to row across solo transatlantic or do it as a team, what have you. And people have done it to raise money uh, for charity. Although we did have those guys a few years ago that was like third time. Each time they went out, they each, they kept having to get rescued. Right. And it cost so th- more th- money to rescue them than the money they were raising. Yeah, they, they, were, they were raising money to be rescued. Pretty much. So, I mean, other than to say, I did this, I still am of the opinion, get on a cruise liner Put that boat in the pool on the cruise ship and just row the whole time the cruise ship is heading across and you have rowed across the Atlantic. It makes a good point. Not really. You could do the same thing swimming. Yes. Swimming would make more sense. You remember the guy who tried to, he was going to swim across from California to Hawaii or something and he was inside of a giant plastic bottle so he wouldn't get attacked by sharks? It was akin to it was a it was a literally a giant plastic bottle that he had drilled holes in, and he would swim inside of this during his thing. So, but he would be protected against uh, jellyfish and uh, all other types of sea creatures that might want to consume him. So, how hmm. did the plastic thing get propelled through the water? <laughs> he swam it. You heard him. Yeah, but that that's. <laughs> 
That's, that's, Paul, not, that's not how things work. It's like shipping a bottle. <laughs> yeah, it's on, like Bell. shipping he, a bottle. How does the ship sail inside of the bottle? It doesn't. Holes Greg. drilled in it so water would pass through so as he would swim. But that, how, how, what? <laughs> he doesn't know. Yes, Barry the boater. He tied sea monkeys to the boat. And that's not okay. true. That's not true. That's cheating. That's a, that's a, that's a chariot. Them. Let's ask the sea monkeys, which you can plainly see on our Facebook live. No, you can't plainly see them. You can't They're right there. They're right there. This looks This looks like an aquarium from Finding Nemo. Yeah. <laughs> Someone put a rock into your filter. Or the water you would find in any clogged up toilet in any city park no. in the U.S. They like dirty what water. What color is it now? It's you don't want to know. It's kind of a yellow haze. It's kind of yeah. like the smog. That was the unrecorded Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Buffett. Uh, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy. Hendrix. Oh, uh, Hendrix. Thank you. Thank you, Barry, for coming You're through. Welcome. Yellow haze. Ramasi monkeys. All right. Moving on. Well, Bill, you have Greg to thank Way for bailing you out of that way one. again. Yellow hazy. Light. All right. We, do we have uh, other news we can? You know, you, don't, yes, you obviously do. don't like that guy rowing his boat. So. Well, I, I what? just don't get it. Why are we doing it? Because it's there. It's a just challenge. To say he did it. He actually yeah. says the idea is to prove that normal people can do unusual things. Every day on the show. Hold up. I would question whether I would consider him normal. Well, he's not. Right. He's not. So he's, he's not. Kind of working against himself there. There he is. I hear something I want to talk with Patrick about real quick. No, you don't. Speaking uh, yes, of do. people that are not normal. Thanks to it. Timothy O'Hara. I use that native accent uh, because he's from Key West. The gotcha. Conk Republic. Uh-huh. The land down south. Uh, he has this story from uh, just earlier this week, May 2nd, in the Key West Citizen. A 55-foot motor yachet was grounded on a rock key reef and will remain there until at least today as seas may be too rough to remove it safely. We're going to talk about, when we come back, how you get your 55-foot motor yacht off the reef. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate. Uh, that is me along with Captain Patrick, Bill the Engineer, uh, even joining us this week, and uh, Barry the Boater rounding out the crew. All right, so what is the deal there with this uh, so, guy So in Key here's West? the thing. This guy down in Key West, uh, Salvatore Cerlia of Italy, has been cited with damaging a protected area in the Keys. Oh, uh, so number one, avoid the reef. Make sure your charts are up to date. Make sure you know where you are in the water. Avoid the reef, number one. If it's brown, turn around. What? Um, that. What if it's yellow? Then you go with the fellow. <laughs> hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> so, what do you mean? What do you mean by if it's brown, turn around? If the water turns brown, turn around. It means you're getting shallow. Okay. It's too shallow. It's probably uh, seagrass. Or oh, wait, wait. If it's down in Key West, they do have a sewage problem down there. But no, still, I still think that if it's brown, you still should turn around. Yes, you I will. still think even, even if advisable. it's just a sewage issue. But if, if it's a 55-foot motor yacht, uh-huh. 
there, there are a lot of places down in the Keys where you're just not supposed to have your boat. Not supposed to have your boat, not supposed to anchor. Um, you are to avoid at all costs. Is, is reef going to be brown? Is the water going to turn brown like, like it would if you were in an inland waterway and you were in shallow water? You'll probably see a change in the bottom. But again, a, a reef area, to your point, if you've got current charts, uh, whether that's paper or if your uh, chip has been updated and you've got current on your display, uh, you're going to know to stay out of those areas. And he obviously didn't. And the way you get a boat like that off the reef is one piece at a time. That doesn't sound promising. Well, it depends on how it depends on the construction of the boat. I mean, is it a steel hull? Is it an aluminum hull? Is it a fiberglass hull? Is it a sailboat? Is it a cat? Is it a, uh, a V hull power boat? Fifty-five uh, foot yacht. Again, what's the what's the hull made out of? And uh, what kind of damage was potentially done? Because right now he's high and dry and has to wait for water to come up before he can float the boat. We'll talk more about. Uh that and the NMMA has handed out some awards. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Oh my God, Brian, this ship, it's it's unbelievable. It's even more magnificent than I imagined. Wrote a note, sent me back in a minute. Bought a boat and I sailed off in it. Don't think anybody's gonna miss me anyway. I know this thing's gonna sink, but I'm having a good time. Come on in the water's nice. Find yourself a little slice. Grab a backpack and lines you never know until you try. There, jump onto that mooring rope. When you lose yourself. We have to get on that ship. You find the key to paradise. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Bill, the engineers here, as well as Barry, the boater. Present. Yes. So uh, we got a full crew, and we are navigating the latest boating news and information. So this guy down in uh, Key West, he's out of luck, or less, until well, he uh, pieces it apart and brings it back to shore. Well, don't know that he's in pieces yet, but he's certainly looking at a, uh, a hefty fine um, for damaging the reef. Well, he will be in pieces if he leaves it there. Well, I don't. I don't think. I don't think the plan is. That, first of all, FWC. I mean, they're they're not going to let him leave it there. He's going to have to get it removed, mm-hmm. one way or another. Um, because what they don't need on those protected reefs is an artificial reef, especially with the uh, going to assume fifty five foot probably diesel fuel um, and the oil and whatnot that he's got on board. But it 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 brings to mind that you need to be aware of the waters that you're boating in. You need to have current charts, whether they are electronic or paper. I carry both, um, and they're updated because bottoms change. They change all the time. Uh, no boat zones change um, all the time. And then you should have a plan that if you do, unfortunately, run aground, how do you get unstuck? One way, of course, is if it happens during a low tide, you can wait for the tide to come up, and hopefully you can float. However, there's usually a, a fair time lag involved that a lot of people don't want to wait. Certainly, you could call a towboat agency to come out and pull you off. But if you're not a member, um, that's going to be pretty costly. Other ways that you could do it, but in no way are endorsed by me or this show. Um, the use of anchor power winches 
um, can be used to get you out of some tough situations. Hmm. And so I, that's uh, it's just like a winch on a Jeep. Well, it is, except what you would do is you have to get in the water. You have to deploy your anchor, let out. Let's say you have 200 feet of uh, whether rope and uh, anchor road or it's all chain road. And then you have to walk it backwards behind the boat. And then with a combination of the engines, hopefully your engines are free. If you got pod drives, it could be a problem. If you're a V drive, it could be a problem. If you're a stern drive you're, or an outboard, you're much better off because of the trim capabilities that you have with those particular components. Um, and then you can use the motors in combination with the anchor power winch to pull the boat backwards. Um, I've used anchor power winches in the past actually to rescue a couple of trailers at boat ramps where people have gone in too far and their trailers got hung up. And I've, hey, do you want a hand or do you want to call a tow truck? Oh, what do you want to do? I bring nose the boat in, drop the anchor, um, have them go out to the end of the trailer, hook the anchor up to the end of their trailer, and then use the anchor power winch to lift the trailer up to where they can then pull it out past the lip of the ramp. Patrick. Yes. Would there be an issue taking that line from the bow and pulling it back to the stern? Wouldn't it get knotted up? Not if, depending on, if you've got a good uh, bow roller system and okay. you run it and you're utilizing that and you run it back, um, and then again, in combination with the engines to help pull the boat, chances are what's going to happen and something you have to keep in mind, especially if you can't use your engines is it's going to, when you start to pull, it's going to twist the boat to one side or the other as you back off. So right. it's, it's really small movements. You're not going to do it all in one shot unless you're extremely lucky. It's usually a little at a time, a little at a time, a little at a time to get the boat off from the material that you are grounded upon. Hopefully it's soft and you haven't hit anything hard that has damaged your hull, um, and caused a potential leak because then you really at that point you don't want to move it at all until you get the appropriate agency out there to uh get the proper dewatering devices on board and uh, possibly uh, do some temporary repairs to where then you can then float it and move it dewatering devices that's like the silica gel packs that you get in your medicine no these are like uh oversized bilge pumps where normally you would find in a boat maybe a 750 or a 1500 gph so you're talking uh, big, massive pumps that the Coast Guard would carry gotcha. to uh, that can literally, I mean, pump out in a the heartbeat as yeah, fast and as help, coming in and help the boat to achieve positive buoyancy. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah, I was following Bill's logic, thinking, well, wait, maybe you could take a bunch of Mentos and some Coke and just pour it down there. And See, this is know, why I don't boat. talk logic on this show. <laughs> well, you know? I, I'm. This is what I count on you for. This is what I count on you for. What getting angry? No, no. That wasn't, no, ang- that wasn't no, angry. No, this is angry. <laughs> knowing what's going on and, uh, and, and, and providing a smart, insightful, knowledgeable insight. Boring. Keep doing that up. Keep Moving doing on. That up. Maybe, you know what? For next week, try something different. Next week, just try completely to go without the logic. Next week, just say, you know what? Bill, when you talk about something, I will provide insight about something different from what you're saying. Do that next week. All right? How and, to power how it goes. How to power your that. boat with sea monkeys. <laughs> next on the World of Boating. I'd well, listen for that. Here's something I want to talk about though next on the World of Boating. From Sounding Trade Only, uh, in uh, this year for the second year in a row, 
the NMMA, the National Marine Manufacturers Association, has handed out customer satisfaction awards uh, to recognize 1,282 boat dealers who have received a customer satisfaction of 951 or better. That's the index. It's a, essentially a, a 90% satisfaction score on average from their customers. Which doesn't isn't on a 12-month rolling average. Not a 12-month so you know. rolling average. No. This, is, this is an annual... Just total. So they've done it. This is the second year. And I thought to myself, well, let's see if we know anybody on this list. And son of a gun, if one of the 1,282 is not Jacksonville Marine, Mm. uh, owned by our good friend, Captain Rusty, and uh, staffed at the front desk by Heather. (laughs) And that's just going to make that number higher. Which, when I'm picturing her as a female version of the Tasmanian devil. That is not it's what just I a whirlwind. It's just a whirlwind. Just a whirlwind. Mm. She's a dervish. So, uh, how, how many people are on that list? How many uh, dealers? Two. <laughs> no, no. How many dealers? No, it's 1,282. How many dealers are there, period? 1,700. Okay. I have no idea. You don't know. I don't, it, I don't know. It, it doesn't it, happen to be 1,000. <laughs> well, here, here's how they come up with this. 1,283. Yeah, that's on. They, they surveyed 140,000 customers, so this is not a small well, data pool. Mm-hmm. Here's what they do. Okay. The NMMA and the boat manufacturers and the boat dealers, they're, they've got kind of this uh, community uh, involvement, if you will, this, this uh, uh, thing that we're trying to do with the satisfaction scores and to raise, of course, the awareness of boating and how enjoyable it is and stuff like that. And to help manufacturers, especially on, you know, what are those dissatisfiers for consumers and it helps the dealers as well. So Mm -hmm. if you bought a new boat from Jacksonville Marine, um, within the first 90 days of that sale closing, you are going to receive a survey. What if it's a powerboat? Will the sale still close? What? Never mind. That's my role, Bill. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? Go ahead, Patrick. Continue. Yeah. Let him be the momentum killer, <laughs> not you. I don't rely on you for that. I rely on you for the voice of sanity and reason, logic, Moving on. and ridiculous Let's knowledge move that forward. nobody else would know. Let's go. Okay. So you're going to get a survey. Next now, week I'm going to talk about the dealers and the manufacturers the are, you'll, you'll usually receive the survey via email. Um, after two or three uh, times that they email, if they don't get a response back from you, then they're going to send one in the mail, uh, traditional way. They really want you to fill out this survey. Um, and it's going to ask about previous boats that you've owned, um, your satisfaction with the dealership, uh, your satisfaction with the boat, and then you have an area for comments. And then um, you are going to receive a follow-up survey in addition to that. So, a survey about how good the survey was? No, it's a follow-up. So, you know, you've had your boat for six months, nine months. Um, now that you've had a season in the boat, how do you feel? Do you, uh, how has your service been at the dealership? Because it's one thing to sell the boat. It's another thing to provide that customer service, that level of that you as a consumer are expecting. And you want to make sure that, okay, they got my money. Uh, I want to make sure that they're going to be attentive to the issues that I'm having. It also forces the dealers to do a better job on the delivery end where many years ago it was, here's my money, here's the keys for your boat, see ya. And you had customers out there that literally knew how to put the key in the boat and turn the engine on, and that was it. They didn't know how the systems work. They didn't know how to maintain anything. 
Um, dare say they were lucky if they knew port and starboard and bow and stern, if they knew what a stern drive was versus a V drive versus a pod drive um, versus outboard engines, joystick control, any of that stuff. So it forces the dealers and the manufacturers to pay more attention to the consumer. That's right. And if you do so, sometimes they'll give you a free toaster. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook Protective Hard Cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast you guys where's Haley? Um, she is on a boat in the marina putting you in her rear view mirror Boats have those, don't Come on down to my boat, baby. Come on down where we can play. Come on down to my boat, baby. Come on down, we'll sail away. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Bill the engineer, and Barry the boat are rounding out the crew as we Presence. navigate the latest aviation and, uh, well, boat, let's, we'll go with boating. Yeah, let's, let's do that. right now. Yeah, you see, you were too focused on the syllables in my name. No, I was looking at my myself in the Facebook Live video, and I was <laughs> I just like, "Wow, you are me. a handsome man!" Just, uh, wow, <laughs> every week, just one step further away. Yeah, wake up, Greg, uh, wake oh, up. brother. Okay, so yeah, we're we're doing that. 
All right. And uh, do we have anything else before oh, we have to we, head back to shore? We have a ton of things. How about this? Up in uh, Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, while most people are familiar with the song 99 Bottles of Beer on the Wall, this story comes to us from uh, Emily Matasek uh, from WBAY. Uh, the River Time 2, River Time 2, Time with a Y, yeah. uh, which is owned by Fox River Tours, teamed up with a brewery to pass its stability test huh? for going out onto the water. So here's what they did. They got um, 45 half barrels of beer from a brewery, and they had the folks from the Coast Guard drink them. And then they asked if the boat seemed stable. Wait, that's that not, hold on. Maybe, maybe I misunderstood. Let me read a little bit more. I'm confused. All right, so here's what they did. Uh, they Before the Coast Guard certifies a boat, yeah. they verify that the boat is stable enough to go out in the water. Right, And okay. normally this is done with barrels of water. But instead of getting barrels of water, what these folks uh. at Fox River Tours did was they teamed up with a brewery and got barrels of beer mm. to simulate people. Because and then they water was to drink it afterwards. Because water was unavailable, and beer is way better uh, at washing down those cheese curds. They oh, here's the story. Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, imagine if, if you will, that I told you that the Fox River Tours, which owns River Time Two, uh, teamed up with the river that the boat is on to fill up 45 barrels with water for their stability test, would we be talking about it on the world of boating? Of course not. No. However, if you team up with the Stone Arch Brew Pub, now we're talking. Well, I guess my question is, uh, when we're talking about weights and measures, if you will, especially when we come to stability tests, Yes. so we know that fuel uh, weighs out at roughly 6.6 pounds per gallon, Water is going to be roughly about eight pounds right about. per gallon. Mm-hmm. Uh, human waste in the waste tank, we don't even bother with because that's disgusting. Uh, <laughs> and it depends on what you eat. <laughs> so determines I, its weight. And what I don't know, is there any difference between the weight of beer well, so here's the thing. and the weight of water? So, so okay, what the they were using is, Well, there's light using, beer and there's regular beer, of course. So beer weighs 8.34 pounds per gallon. Nice job, uh, Barry. What about light beer? A little less. 8.3 <laughs> pounds per gallon. <laughs> uh, each half barrel... Weighs 161.5 pounds. So what the Coast Guard thinks an American weighs. (laughs) It is funny, isn't it? It's funny. They're still using using weights and measures from 1922. Yes, they are. I love the U.S. Coast Guard. I love you guys. Uh, But seriously, you you got to update your... uh your statistic. The average American's clothes weigh 161 pounds. Mm. (laughs) 42 ways are going to catch up on you. Yeah, isn't that uh, actually they're they're very close to being in the area of the fattest uh, folks in the U.S. too. Who? Uh, Appleton, Wisconsin. Oh, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, that, it's true. It's a statistic. It, I'm not I'm not being mean. I'm just saying that was a. You oh, know, and, like and I, I and, think I think it depends on how you measure it. I think the highest rates of obesity are in the studio. <laughs> 
Well, once again, they have I, the, are, those are it, cheese curds. Uh, uh, you know, they kind of right. I don't know if the average area. weight. I don't know if we know the average weight of the average Wisconsin, but I think we can wager to say it's not 161.5 pounds. I think we can just go out on a limb and say the average Wisconsin does not weigh 161.5. No, that's, that's what they call lunch. Well, you know what? It's the, they're good, uh, farty, farm raised guys and gals. Well, you got your your two beer barrel folks and your single barrel folks. Double barrel and single barrel. Yeah. Oh, that's a double barrel right there. Next time you're on a boat, take a look at the math which is used by the Coast Guard on that uh, on that plaque about uh, capacity because yeah. it's one, 161.5 pounds. All right. So what your point is is that more Coast Guard. Uh, certification process my, should use beer barrels. I think everyone should use beer barrels. Just make it more I think, fun. I think that every practical. marina should should pair up with some Let's make some this group a party. Up. Let's make this certification of this boat a party, baby. Well, now both of them have a story. The The brew pub gets to talk about their connection to boating. The boating group uh, gets to talk about their connection to the brew pub. This is a win all the way Once again, around. rampant use of alcohol is linked to boating. Sure, great. Uh, yeah, you know happens. what? For for the people who are not operating the boat, alcohol is perfectly fine. No, Especially if it's no, a margarita. No, it's not. Margarita Have you ever been bill. at the helm of a boat with passengers who are under the influence? It is a nightmare. I've, I've, I would rather have a group of two- and three-year-olds running around the boat than drunk passengers. Of course you would, because well, they don't weigh 161 the pounds. I know. Plus, they can use it as a flotation device. <laughs> no wonder he has so much fun here in the studio with us. It is very similar. Yes. And on that note, we'll end it till next week. Remember, whether it is sail or motor, life, life is, better is better as, as a boater. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.